right, it's a podcast. This is the Talk Mortgage to Me podcast. I am your host, Courtney Patterson. Joining me today are two lovely human beings. First, I have Tommy Hornbuckle, who works with me here at Primeline. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and then I also have one of his fantastic realtor partners, Miss Hannah Flowers. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Thanks, guys. Um, so I wanted to start a little tradition here at the podcast. Um, we did it in a previous episode. I don't know if it works super well. We kept kind of forgetting about it, but I think we should try it again. Okay, uh, okay. In worst case scenario, we just, you know, have a couple drinks. Um, so we're going to play a drinking game. Uh, we're going to pick a word or phrase, and then every time one of us says that word or phrase, we have to drink. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so what's the word or phrase? You guys have to come up with the word and phrase. Huh. Man. Uh, let's go with rate rate sound good i agree with rate okay <laughs> keep it's gonna come up a lot yeah it's hard not to <laughs> yeah well say. hopefully they'll go down a lot oh my god oh oh that's such a good one okay um anyways yeah so keep keep us honest we kept forgetting about it in the last episode um and we just drank the whole time so either way drink say rate whatever um but that being said let's get into it let's get down and dirty um i obviously know tommy because we work together hannah i don't know you quite as well um so i want to do just a little bit of a basic background kind of how you guys got into the industry how you became you know the loan officer and realtor that you are today sure you want me to go first or sure whatever ladies first go for it tommy <laughs> all right sounds good so um in terms of how I got into mortgages, I before I did mortgages, I sold websites to small businesses, and I had the most amount of success selling websites to real estate agents. Mm. So I talked to real estate agents every single day and would sell them websites saying, you know, you sell one home, you know, the thing is going to pay for itself, basically. And then I had a buddy who left and went into the mortgage industry, and I, I really didn't even know what that meant, <laughs> um, but it involved you know, working with real estate agents and houses and financing. And I was like, you know what? I want a more meaningful sale. Um, so that's how I got into that, um, into the industry in general. Started at a lender, then went to the bank. And Boo. Now, now, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> now, a curse word in this office, but yeah, sure. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm here. So, you know, I've seen every aspect, and I like being at a broker the best because we got versatility. Yeah. And how long have you been with us? Have you reached two years? No, I'm a little bit a little over bit? a year. A little bit over a year. Yeah. But you were doing it previously for Prime Lines, from Prime Line. Yep, yep, yep. about six years. Yeah. So. Cool. Yep. And Hannah, how did you, how did you get into the, the real estate game? I was actually a paralegal for eight years in commercial Ooh. real estate and some corporate work. So making a switch to residential brokerage was not a huge stretch. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked real estate, but I knew I didn't want to stay in the paralegal position. It's pretty well known that there's a ceiling. Yeah. Um, you can't do a whole lot more once you've reached that level of responsibility that I had reached. Sure. Um, and it was a great job, and um, I met great people and worked with fantastic, you know, clients and, and bosses, but I just, it was kind of depressing because <laughs> <laughs> like to be in your mid twenties and say, okay, this is really kind of it. Like we can't give you much yeah. more. So you're going to be bored. Yeah. Um, it's salary, like, go wise, to law like, school or yeah. 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 It was like, yeah. do what you're doing or go to law school. Law school is not an option for me either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what was the logical step and it was brokerage. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of funny because in the position I was in, Commercial agents have 
kind of a bad reputation. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, all I know about commercial brokerages is uh, it's a tough world. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and there are great ones, but the ones that we encountered a lot of times did not seem to do very much work. They're, we always <laughs> joked, they were like, where's my check? And yep. that was the only time we ever ran across them Yeah. In, in you know, from our point of view. So going into brokerage was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, potentially like embarrassing, but... Yeah. You know, a year and a half later, it's it's really worked out great. And so I a year and a half. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's that's so exciting. I had a my best friend worked for a commercial brokerage, and obviously I'm not going to say who. And she tried to get me a job there, and she was like, pre-warning, like these people are crazy. Like, this is, like, <laughs> ego-central. Uh, so cut to now, I work at a mortgage broker, and I, I when I started working here, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a brokerage. My friend warned me, but obviously Primeline's much different. It's not quite as uh, an intense here. So um, anyway, so you said you've been in it for a year and a half. What brokerage are you with now, and did you start with them, or have you migrated since you started? I am at Premier South in Belmont. They have um, three or four offices. Pretty small. I love it there. Location-wise, I am close to Belmont. Mm-hmm. So it's convenient to go into the office for meetings, um, you know, for any kind of team events, to have some quiet time. But it's not where I do most of my work. Yeah. It's still great to have that option. Before I was at Premier South, I was at um, a firm in South Park for almost a year. That was my first firm. And they were yeah. fantastic, too. Um, really great people. Just not the area I decided I really wanted to focus on. Yeah. Because um, South Park's not my not my personal cup of tea. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a lot of people's, and that's totally cool. But um, you know, I wanted to focus my efforts in other areas. Yeah. So Premier South has been really great for that. And um, she's also being super humble, too, yeah. because I'm not sure if you go out to Belmont a lot, uh, Courtney. No, 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 I, uh, I no, don't, no. but I'm hearing that is the place. It well, is. she's got a billboard. Oh, you know what? It's awesome. It's awesome. I saw it, and I was like, oh, Hannah, what's up? I actually, I think I saw you reshare this on Instagram, yep. and I was also pumped oh for God. you. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Giant yeah. billboard. Got to thank my dad for that one. He was like, he's a small business owner, and he's like, got to get your name out there, and like really That's helped so me do the research. Have so you got a lot from that? Or? Um, the people that I told you about yesterday actually oh. got my information off the billboard, so that's a good thing. It's Let's traffic go. stops a lot. It's on Wilkinson, guys, FYI. <laughs> Everybody um, go check it out. Just past the Dairy Queen. <laughs> get you a cone, check out that billboard, take a selfie. <laughs> um, I should do that. But <laughs> traffic stops really bad right there, so I have gotten a lot of people saying, hey, awesome. we saw you. Because it just bottlenecks. Yeah. How long has it been up? Mm, March or April, probably. Interesting. And do you get to, like, change it out, or is it... No, no. You get, like, you work with your graphic designer on, you know, something that looks good, and and it pretty much goes up. So You know what's crazy is... I, you know, all these like old school forms of advertising, people kind of like throw out the window. Obviously, I'm sitting here on a, a podcast, so okay. But, <laughs> but when it comes to like print and like billboards and stuff, I think people like forget that that stuff does still work. work. Yeah. Like you don't have to. And I'm not hating on you, Tommy, and your TikTok videos. But you don't <laughs> have to TikTok. be a TikTok star. <laughs> I do not like TikTok. I'm more Instagram, LinkedIn. I do put it on TikTok. Yeah. So. See, you cross post. But yeah, 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 I mean, those things really do still work, like especially for obviously an older demographic. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. That's so fun. Um, so obviously you guys have been in it. Oh, it sounds like, well, Tommy, you've been in it for a little bit longer. Yeah, but uh, I would say... Because I was at, like, uh, a bank for a while, it's, yeah. you know, it's not the same. Right. This, this is much more personable. When you're at, like, a broker, you're allowed to do a lot more and make personal relationships where 
you're when you're at a bank, you're kind of tied to whatever you know they're doing, and also I wouldn't be able to build this relationship with like Hannah if I was at a bank because there's a reputation of okay, banks usually don't close on time; they're a lot slower, yeah. and they are because they have the money to pay for like extensions and all that, and they don't care about that. Right. Where we take it very seriously in terms of earning our referrals mm-hmm. and making sure that we do everything the right way so that, you know, our partners do keep sending us business. Right. It's not just, oh, just send us business and we'll, we'll figure it out. No, right. no, we want to do a good job and do an, an extraordinary job as well. So off of that, you say that the best part is being personable. So let's talk least favorite part and most favorite part. Which one should we start with? You want to share your <laughs> most favorite part of the job or your least favorite part of the job? And why is the answer both clients? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So the worst part, I'll start with that just because I'll end on the better part. Uh, Save the best for last. The worst part is delivering any bad news, Um, like a low appraisal coming in um, or something that's getting delayed that has nothing to do um, with myself or even, you know, the realtor or anybody. Like if it's just something, an outside factor that we have no control over, um, whether that be on a refinance or purchase, um, especially something like an appraisal, it, it stinks because you got to be the one like quarterbacking the situation yeah. and telling them, hey, this is what it is. And sometimes they get upset at you. Sometimes they understand. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's got to be the toughest part yeah. of the job for sure. We'll do Hannah, we'll do your least favorite part, and then we'll end on both high notes for the favorite. So what's your least okay. favorite part <laughs> of being a realtor? Least favorite would have to be, I thought about this for a little bit because there's a lot of challenging things, but least favorite is probably the people you encounter who think they are experts because Mm. they are just, they're everywhere. Um, You guys probably deal with that too. Like someone's yep. someone's about one house and they know everything <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. about now they're you know a real estate mogul yeah basically they <laughs> yeah. know everything about the market they know yeah. everything about um you know a crash they know just really everything about everything and I'm like if you don't spend the majority of your week yeah reading and learning and working in it you are not as qualified you don't know how many not. how many dads do you deal with. Um, not a ton so far, a okay. few, and I've okay. had like one, actually Tom was on the other side of this, um, deal recently, and it, it wasn't too bad, because the, the buyer just kind of told his dad, like, you need to Settle back. down. You yeah. need to yeah. step back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not too many. I'm, I'm fortunate in that my parents, who are pretty opinionated, um, never really overstepped when it came yeah. time to buying a house, so, um, you know, they gave some helpful tidbits, but it yeah. wasn't like, we know everything. I mean, yeah. things change. They... Now they're like, gosh, we listed our houses for sale by owner. We never knew that we missed out on money. Yeah. So, you know, credit to them for saying we would not go that route at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you definitely learn a lot. I think my most favorite game with my parents, too, is just driving around the city and making them guess home values. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's the only thing I've done that uh, kind of quieted them down in the last couple of years. Of like, <laughs> where are you guys buying a home? I'm like, come on, let's go on a little trip around Charlotte. Yeah. How much do you think that house is? And then when my right. mom finally realized, she was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, lay off, okay, for like two <laughs> seconds. Um, but, yeah, I, I, we're my husband and I are in the process of looking at buying a home at the end of the year. It will be first-time home buyers. Yeah, super exciting. Um, I'm telling everybody this is like my bachelor of trying to find my realtor. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go. sorry. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to get through a few more, and then I'll, and then I'll decide. Um, so none of these are trick questions. Um, 
But I did tell my husband, I was like, I'm so afraid. My dad bought their house. I love you, Dad, because he's going to listen to this because he's very supportive. Um, but they bought their house like 15 years ago. And I'm like, I'm so scared to like talk to him about buying a house because just the I, I can't imagine the advice that he's going to give me based on that. Um, <laughs> and also the Charlotte market's a little little spicy right now but that's yeah. that's a conversation for later um so let's get into favorite part then let's go back up okay do you want me to go first yeah all right yeah so i mean this might seem like super obvious but i mean i all right i kind of have two because you can have two you can be you can be a goody two shoes go for it well one's one is on refi and one is on uh purchase so my refi favorite part is when you're helping someone get out of debt like, I've helped people do cash outs to, like, build a pool and stuff like that. And that's all great. But that person's already in a good situation. Yeah. Um, when you have someone who's got, like, bad credit um, or whatever it might be, and you help them clear up $1,000 worth of monthly payments, that's a great feeling because you're really helping them. It's life-changing. Like, yeah, they're changing yeah. their life. And now they're setting themselves up for success, like, maybe to buy the next house. Um, and then on purchase, it's just as simple as our last closing, like, a young young dude that was buying a house and he was like my friends are still in their parents basements and i'm at a closing table right now and he's like you know thank you for helping me do that i'm like that's huge to me like it's kind of corny but yeah that i like it i think i think corny is corny for a reason it's because it's it's most often true so yeah no i love hearing those stories when i have loan officers like you know we'll share like ways that we've been able to help clients and it's wild how much like some of these refis of like lowered monthly payments like split in half or yeah paying off debt yeah um i learned on the last episode i can roll my student debt up into a loan or something i don't know yeah you can and i think you can consider it like a rate and term which you get a better rate it depends on the lender and guidelines and i'll say all that mumbo jumbo to yeah, yeah, yeah. myself there asterisk but, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cannot be held yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 we can't tommy can't be held accountable for what he says on his podcast um no he can't but yeah that's I mean, that's, I feel like that's a big one, especially for people in my age bracket right now is like just knowing that student debt now, granted, like a lot of those student debt programs, the interest rates are pretty decent or whatever, but it was just something cool that I like had no idea. I don't, I don't even know if people like understand the concept that you can roll debt up into a loan, like your credit card debt and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we see a lot of high pay. I've seen car payments of like $1,400 on a car. Um, and I'm like, well, if the balance isn't that high, why don't we just get rid of that? And then you don't have that payment anymore. I understand like maybe like, I understand both sides of it, but something like a credit card, for instance, let's just pay that off. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out of there. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hannah, favorite part. It's kind of similar. Um, people are happy at the end of pretty much every transaction because they sold their house when they made money. Um, and they're excited to, you know, either have the money or go to a new home. Or the people who bought are excited because um, that's also life changing. You know, yeah. something that's one of the biggest decisions that people make. Yeah. And we get to help them make it. Like, I actually do not take it lightly. There are, yeah. you know, how many agents in the Charlotte area? It's crazy. Like 18,000, 18, <laughs> yeah. or I don't know what it is. It's, yeah. it's a crazy number. And loan officers, probably even more, I'm guessing. Probably. Um, I mean, the people yeah. worked with us and at the end of it are happy and thankful and, you know, 
like get to enjoy this for years to come. It's pretty. It actually is really special. Yeah, I mean, I started a podcast to find a realtor. So no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> that was a great answer. I'm gonna make note of that. Talk point. To, for <laughs> one point for Hannah. Great, Tommy. Just start I don't a, know yet. Just start a tally up on the board. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna well, have to I'm, step it up a little bit. I feel like I'm fighting. I should. I should do that. Oh I'm fighting God. against a whole office of loan officers. <laughs> They're gonna like get get you coffee every day or something. I know. Honestly, working at a mortgage broker like and knowing that you're about to be like a first time home i haven't really talked about it to anybody because i like i don't want anybody to <laughs> know it's like they like smell blood i'm just over there trying to work and like did somebody did you are you doing a your first time home buyer what i'm like no 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 please no i don't need you to take my application no <laughs> nope you can't pull my credit not yet Okay, so you guys have both been in the industry for a little while. We've talked warm and fuzzies, why we love it. Um, so let's get into a little bit about how you guys met and how you started working <laughs> together. So uh, where did you guys first connect? Um, so it was me. I reached out <laughs> via Instagram to one of her um, real estate videos. Um, I think I just sent like an emoji or something, a classic like you know DM slide, I guess if what you was, will, but in a professional way. What yeah. was the video? What was the video? I think it was something around Christmas time. It was like literally December, was I it? think. I yeah, don't even, I don't even remember. Feels like it was longer than that. But <sighs> I want to yeah. say it was then because I remember um, you were like, "When should we meet like up or something?" And I was mm. like, um, "Oh, maybe we could do this weekend." And I was kidding because Saturday was Christmas. <laughs> And so then we, I think we got coffee in January, I okay. want to say. So it was literally yeah, like just a couple messages back and forth. Yeah. Um, and then we went and got coffee and I don't know, I think we just connected on a level of just like, Hey, we're both in the same kind of spot mm -hmm. at professionally. Similar personalities too. I yeah. think we're just like yeah. generally pretty chill people. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, exactly. works we, for us. We just clicked like yeah. individually, professionally. And we're like, all right, let's, you know, see how this thing goes. Yeah. So my my other question is, first loan that you threw him, which way, which went first? Did you give her business first or you give him business? I think I gave him, it was my uh, best, yeah. was it my best friend? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. No pressure. I was going to, I was going to, my question was going to be, did you throw him your hardest, worst loan no. to test him? No. No. I usually would start easy because if like lower stakes, right? Yeah. True. Um, true. True. But no, that one actually was an important one because it was my best friend's first time home purchase. That's awesome. Yeah. It apparently went well. It did. Went no, great. Yeah. It went great. <laughs> and that's actually what you said, like usually when working with a realtor, <laughs> they will send you someone like, oh, here's someone with five. 60 credit figure it out yeah self-employed um, yeah and it, it can be really tough but no that was very nice uh of you to do and <laughs> great I, smooth one i made sure i worked hard i was like i gotta do a good job on this like, yeah really impressive <laughs> that's sink or swim yeah yeah no, now that is great. now that's an, an option yeah just give like a really high stakes one and see what happens <laughs> no i will say here pro tip is for like i feel like new loan officers to get in with agents early on yeah before yeah. they have an established you know um, loan officer that they really send all their yeah. deals to because I was still like very new at that point like I was under a year right um, so I didn't have a go-to person that's well, a good tip when I when I wanted to start the podcast I realized we have so many of these like little realtor loan officer duos in the office and for the most part they're all kind of like in the same place in their career and for the reason that you're saying like mm -hmm. You can't go, we can't, we're not going to go after the realtor who's been in business for 20 years in Charlotte. He's got a broker. Right. Like he's got yeah. somebody he's sending business to maybe a one-off or maybe a program that we can offer that that person can't. But, um, yeah, it's been really fun seeing 
our newish loan officers connect with newish realtors and make these like kind of like power duos that are right. moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love seeing that. And obviously why I kind of wanted to start the podcast because I was like, somebody should talk to these people, figure <laughs> out what's going on behind the scenes. So um, you kind of address it, but are there any, you know, major benefits of, of having a partner like Tommy or Hannah? Like what, what's your, the biggest benefit of yes. partnering? Yes. They're pretty much only benefits, I think. Yeah. Okay. Because um, the biggest thing is that you, you know, the expectation, you know, somebody's work process. Like I know that Tommy is going to let me know if something's up. Um, I'm going to get a text. I don't have to ask about it. If I do ask about it, he's like, hey, here's the status. Like, thanks for, you know, checking in. Yeah. Um, I generally just don't have to worry. Whereas recently I've had some deals where clients had a lender they wanted to work with. That was not Tommy. And like, that's okay too. They went fine. Like they closed. But the whole time I'm like, I don't know how these lenders work. Like, am I waiting for, you know, yeah. someone to drop the ball or um, something to fall apart? Yeah. They're not as responsive when it comes to emails. Like, I don't know the status of the appraisal. So yeah. just one things. less thing you have to worry about. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy, benefits? Yeah, I mean, like she said, communication is huge. Like, I always know what's going on. And when I see a text or something from Hannah, I, like, literally hop right on it. I'm like, all right, this is, it moves to the top of the list. If I'm working on something else, I'm like, all right, this is, you know, number one take care of this and sometimes i like i don't know if it's just my programming but i like almost like feel bad like oh my god did i do something wrong like i need to i need to make sure i take care of this and i like apologize she's like no no you're good like it's not a big deal um but no and it's good just have um like a friend on the other side of the business as well because like i can just call and like vent about a situation and she gets it and then she can do the same thing with me just like you know um We'll, like go out to dinner or something like i had this client oh my god like you won't believe the situation and yeah and i want you to share person. all of those right now <laughs> immediately <laughs> with names and social security numbers and their new home addresses and please. Credit, yeah. scores. And credit scores yeah right <laughs> well that being said is there did you guys have one loan that you worked together that was like a bonding moment that like you worked maybe it was really difficult or you didn't think you were gonna like get to the finish line and you 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 did um I, I all of say, them? I, no, no, no. Here's I would say this: the I, the one that didn't work out, like you know what I'm talking. Oh. About? He had a builder. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he ended up going with another lender, and we gave we worked really hard on this one, and it it took a lot of time, and we we're actually buying his house with another person. Huh. Like the the. He was selling. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah, he yeah. was selling his house to someone else that we were doing the loan for. So I actually met him at the closing. Oh my god! And he didn't do the loan with me. So, so it, was, it wasn't yeah. like a referral or anything. It just that no, was no, just no. like the. It came through it, me. No, no. Like, okay. She sent it over, but he ended up going with the builder. But okay. I was like, no, no, no. It's he didn't even go with the builder. He went with another lender. He was okay. shopping. Yeah, he was shopping like <laughs> he crazy. He was shopping it with his neighbor, who's a lender, who I ended up meeting and finding out that he was shopping it with another person, totally randomly. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how do you know this person? And she's like, he's shopping. This. She's like, he locked with me last night. I was like, no, he didn't. No, <laughs> no, like, he locked with my other person. And also, also, he didn't lock with him. Oh, he yeah. locked with another person. <laughs> yeah, and so, and um, you know, we don't have to keep this whether or not it doesn't matter. But like, I'm just saying. Um, with that situation, though, um, even though he was shopping around, like, with other lenders, like, she let me know that. Yeah. And so it was like, all right, she knows this person and still told me that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Because, like, you know, she didn't have to tell me. 
Yeah. Like he can, you're allowed to shop if you're a customer looking for a mortgage. Um, I can't tell you what to do necessarily. Um, and actually, we encourage shopping because we're a broker. We got yeah. ten, 10 of the top lenders. There you go, Tommy. Get and that the, script and, in there, buddy. And, and the wholesale <laughs> rates. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. oh that, can't, that can't be the first time, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Maybe we should pick it from I'm like out of beer already, so <laughs> we must have said rate a bunch, right, you guys? That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's so funny. So last question on, on your partnership. So let's recap. Tommy slid in the DMs, which, by the way, very common answer I'm getting. Yeah. That that's how we're connecting. So, yeah, I mean, don't be afraid. I guess that's note out there for new loan officers or realtors looking to connect. You know, that fire emoji does wonders for your career. So go ahead and <laughs> drop that shit in the stories. Um, <laughs> you, you guys love working with each other. Accountability, communication. Great. Okay. If you could give the other one a superpower, what's their superpower? Hmm. And make it, like, not, like, so caring. No. Like, superpower. Like, actual superpower. Okay. All right, I'll go. Tommy is really good at communicating and explaining. Okay. Um, that's why, after the first deal that we did, our client was like, he explained everything really well. He took, like, 45 minutes on the phone with me. Didn't I didn't have any questions about the process, about, you know, uh, closing costs, about anything like that. So I'm like, okay, that's one thing off my plate right. that I don't have to do. <laughs> you know? So over-communicator. Yeah. That's your superpower. I guess so. Yeah, it's I mean, not as cool as invisibility, but... No. It's not. I think it makes you more money. I think for like, – wait, do I say like – do I say an actual like superpower? Like, I don't I know. It's that? up to you. Well, it seems like Hannah can like either teleport or fly because she's oh. always like in different spots like when she needs to be. Yeah. So like our last closing, she had to like run to the bank, get there, and she had another closing the same day going on. So she was really, you know, multitasking and got it all done all in the same morning. So communication and teleporting. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. That's I think that's like the mortgage industry. I think like those are two things that you could definitely What a combo. Yeah. I think you need those. <laughs> at least in one person. So yeah, no, that's Awesome. Well, I didn't want to go with like a generic answer, like, obviously. oh, yeah. Awesome. She, Obviously, that's so awesome. She's really good at showing homes. Like, yeah, that's what I said. Don't okay, say she's like, caring. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. We're all care. We're all super nice. We're all very good at our jobs. She's good at she unlocking can unlocking the front door and <laughs> yeah. showing them, oh, there's the bedroom. She's like, really no. good at yeah. keypads. Oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes I stumble, guys. Yeah. Sometimes I stumble. The other day, someone had three keys in the lockbox, and they didn't label them. Oh, my God. Oh. Rookie move. Right. Well, Rookie move. Yeah. I tried all, all of them before move. I got to the right one, of course. <laughs> all right. So we are going to dive right into kind of the market section. This is where we talk a little bit about what's going on in the actual market. Um, in this industry, it obviously changes day to day, week to week. It's all crazy and all over the place six months ago we were kind of at the end of the the refi boom and now we've definitely moved more into a purchase market um you can't open up your phone without well at least my phone because of the algorithms but without seeing stories on the rates drink <laughs> good <Pause>. one <laughs> without seeing stories on the that and and so i think a lot of people are you know kind of super confused about what the right thing to do is and, and what's actually going on so you guys talk to me a little bit about how the industry is different from when you first started which was a year and a half two years ago ish mm -hmm. to what we're in the middle of today sure you want me to go first all right well in terms of my mortgage career like 
I've been through two rate hikes now because in 2016, oh god, this is gonna be rough. So in 2016, it happened around the time of the presidential election. Whatever, neither here nor there. I'm just saying that's (laughs) when it that's when it went down. No, no, let's get into it, Tommy. Yeah, (laughs) that's when that's when everything went up, and that's right when I got into the industry, and it was really tough. Um, and then like I got laid off basically because of that, but, and then this second one comes around and you're seeing all this <laughs> stuff happen again, uh, with, with companies and it's, it can be a little scary, but at the same time, as long as you know what you're doing, um, the rate, oh my God, <laughs> I really didn't mean that one. You guys picked the word. Yeah, I did. That's my fault. But it really, it really doesn't matter. What matters is getting into the house <laughs> Are you thinking about not saying the word? Yeah, <laughs> literally, I can't. I, it's hard to even think right I now know. without thinking about that word. I know. But yeah, just getting into the house is more important than the part about the monthly payment that it will currently be. There you go. That has to do with a bunch of different factors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That has a percent sign So after con- it. Con- yeah, so convincing someone to buy in a market that's in a raising environment um can be difficult but you got to think about it from like the big picture perspective and you look at like time charts if like you google what home prices are and where the market is um yeah Yeah, look at average rates by decade (laughs) drink (laughs) sorry yeah it's gonna happen we just we'll just have to fill up here in a minute yeah i was really trying to dance around it there Mm. No, it's really impressive. <laughs> Won't be me. That should be like that should be market. like a new game. Like, who in the office can get through the day without saying that word? Oh, that would be a tough one. Not great. Fernando would be just. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what he would do. Um, yeah. So obviously, I mentioned that my husband and I are looking at buying our first home, and everybody is like, "Oh my God, aren't you terrified?" And the yeah, I mean, it's not great. It's getting a little bit better, but. My big picture is, yeah, looking at kind of across the board. We've been paying somebody else's mortgage for the last five years. Interest only. Yeah. So here's the thing. We buy a house right now and rates go up, drink. Then we're only in a great place. Then, yay, we bought. Like, fantastic. We did it before they went up. If they go down, then we just refinance. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to sit here and try to, like, look into our crystal ball and figure it out. Because I don't know. Y'all don't know. Nobody knows is is what I'm getting for most people. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that sentiment. And not just because I work at a mortgage broker. It's just it seems like the logical. Yeah move so hannah what is what are you seeing differently on the on the actual real estate side from when you first started versus now i know we've heard some crazy stories about competitiveness and outrageous offers what are you what are you seeing i in the last couple months have seen buyers get their offers accepted on the first try which was Mm -hmm. absolutely unheard of i mean i've only been in it for a year and a half yeah but that was not happening yeah at all yeah. Um, so I think within two weeks, I had three buyers maybe oh. that got in on the first try, which was a huge relief for them, yeah. for myself. Um, the, you know, the change in rates. Drink. <laughs> um, I think that it really priced out people that were not that prepared to start with. Yeah. Um, oh. In a lot of situations, not every single one. Of course, some people were like, this just, I can't compete in this market. There's too much going on. But I think in my experience, I saw a lot of clients that were, you know, 
kind of touch and go with credit scores um, and qualifying for conventional or didn't have the money for a down payment or, you know, mm-hmm. just weren't really prepared. So they wouldn't have really been able to compete anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just don't think that this um, really is as crazy as people make it out to be. I am of the opinion that there's a lot of fear-mongering going on with the media because this is how they make money. So mm-hmm. they're trying to scare people all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. with um, with the increase, with um, the multiple offer, with saying, oh, these cities are overpriced, with whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, this is how they make money. So, I think there was like a, a genuine week where it was like insane. Right. And then I do think it, it's been just kind of dying off since then. And it's just, it's obviously, I mean, again, why, obviously, again, why I started this podcast <laughs> is because it is fun to hear about the stories where, you know, I, I think we mentioned off camera, the $50,000 due diligence situation. Like that's wild. And that's yeah. insane to hear about. It's also, we have people in the office who had sold their homes within 24 hours right. of listing or before listing. So those are the, you know, outlier crazy stories. Yeah, that's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping not. Cause right. that is absolutely I don't have $50,000 for due diligence. Just a heads up. <laughs> just as part of the interview process for being a realtor. <laughs> we do not have that. We got something, but it ain't $50,000 for due diligence. And piggybacking yeah. off of what we said a second ago about convincing people that now is a good time to buy, um, I think that a lot of times people assume that real estate industry folks are uh, super salesy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Tommy or myself are very salesy. I think that we work with people's budgets and, and wants, and I'm never going to push somebody to buy something that doesn't fit into their budget or they don't feel good about, ever. Like, right. I will present facts to them. But I don't think you need to be pushy or salesman or anything it's like as i mentioned at the beginning we spend a lot of time looking at trends and current numbers and past numbers and future and all these other things and we are we should be more qualified to speak on it yeah yeah. so it's really not being um you know looking at only silver linings or being pressury it's like okay guys in the past year this is what we've seen and this is why we do think it's a good time for you to buy because historically Prices only go up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially, I mean, obviously, yeah. you've got Charlotte alone. We're Prime Lines licensed in other... Are you licensed in other areas? Yeah, North and South North Carolina. and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charlotte is in itself an interesting take. Like, I think outside of whatever's happening in the general market nationally, Charlotte has just always been on the up and coming for yeah. the last five years. So, like, all these areas are going up regardless of what's going on right. elsewhere. I mean, my personal neighborhood over in Plaza Midwood, we've watched just, like expand i know tommy lives over by me like exponentially the growth over there and i think that was happening Mm -hmm. regardless of of what's going on nationally but to your point yeah the whole reason you reach out to a real estate agent is because you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so are you only reaching out for them to agree with you or are you reaching out because you want their their advice and their opinion yeah you ask them for their advice and then say you're they're selling to to be a yes man like it's not really my cup of tea yeah but you know i'll support you yeah (laughs) Yeah. We'll Yeah, we'll do it yeah yeah no i i i love that so um no crazy stories then on the uh on the crazy offerings as a listing agent, I haven't had any really insane um, scenarios. I've had, you know, tons of activity, and my listings went quickly, and they went for, you know, at least at or above asking. But they weren't they weren't insane. They weren't some, like, six-figure yeah. due diligence or yeah. anything like that. But they closed on time, and they closed, for the most part, without a hitch. So yeah. that was good enough for me. Well, podcast Courtney wants to hear the crazy stories. Yeah. First time homebuyer Courtney 
loves hearing that. Like that there's no <laughs> no craziness. So I, I do I do appreciate that. Um, so what is working for clients? What what are the things that you are seeing that absolutely does work? I've talked a little bit about verified pre approvals on on last episode, but what's working for clients? What are things that first time homebuyers should absolutely be prepared to have in order to you know see those successful first time acceptance of offers and such? Right. So for for first time home buyers, like specifically, um, or home buyers, yeah, in general, somebody, in general. yeah, in general, what do you think? Because you know, I don't want to. We're not being specific to me, so you know, what are the things that you need to be prepared to have if you're looking to buy a home in this quote unquote this market? So the most, like, one of the most important things is once you do have one of those approval letters and you do start shopping around, is not to make any like crazy changes. Like not buying a car, not opening like a new credit card. And these might seem like super obvious, but people still do it. Um, also, I would say, like, and I'm always going to be on, like, I just keep beating the same drum, but like, just get in the home. Like, people like keep trying to like make it a perfect situation. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to have my down payment, the closing costs. And then when I get in the house, I want to have a brand new sectional couch. Yep this that and the other and it's like you do not have to do all of that and I, there's different situations so like the person that's putting 20 percent down um and i just posted something on my instagram about this but like you could put 10 percent down save that other money the monthly cost isn't going to be that much more take that other 10 percent um which you know on a five hundred thousand dollar loan that's fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars so you could do redo the kitchen fix yeah. up the bathroom whatever it might be so your living space is now nicer Yes, you, you financed it by paying 150 to $200 more mm-hmm. mortgage insurance uh, and the loan amount being higher. But then when the rates come... <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> when they come down and then you can drop that mortgage insurance off if the home appraises for higher, which it should if you just fixed everything up. Right. You might get that same payment that you were going to waste all this money for anyways. Yep. But now you just have a nicer living space. Yeah. So the, I harp on that like real hard, but then with three, like the people who can only afford 3% down, don't wait a couple more months just because you want it to be fully furnished when you move in. Yeah. Who cares? Leave it unfurnished for a little bit. It's fun to like start the process. Yeah. You can, then you can start painting and, yeah. you know, fixing up the house as you go and, and then make it nice and do like a before and after type thing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, I, I agree with you. That is one reason my husband and I are like, should we get a new couch? Should we do a bed? I was like, you know what? We're about to buy Like. Yeah, don't do don't, it. Don't. We're not, I'm not like. The let's get in the might house. Not even suit the house you want to be in. Right. I'm like, I have no idea where we're yeah. we're gonna be in a year. I don't know if it's gonna fit, if it's gonna look right. Yep. I'm like, let's just get yeah. in this house, even if it means we're like, you know, there's furniture in two of the five rooms or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, I don't care. Let's just stop paying this dude's mortgage because I'm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. making me angry. You have patio furniture in the living yeah. room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I mean, when we first started dating, it was a lot worse than that. So I'm like, hey, honey, we could go. You know, we, we've been through worse. We can. We can live with new house shitty furniture. Like, that's fine. So, um, yeah, what's your, what are you seeing that's working, Hannah? What what would you tell me, I guess? Yeah, like, be prepared. Obviously, work with Tommy, you know, get my pre approval letter. This is your pitch. Go for it. (laughs) This is what I have in my notes. Give him his gold star. This is what I have in my notes. Strong communication. Like, (laughs) because I came prepared, okay? I love it. (laughs) Strong communication. Like, your agent has to be on the ball. They have to be, like, there are so many agents that do not send a text or a call introducing themselves and saying, hey, my client is interested in this home. Do you have any offers? What are the sellers looking for in an offer? I ask that even now, even though oh, things yeah. are not like multiple offers. Like, 
set, you know, lay the groundwork. Um, So I'm going to communicate really well at all points of the process, Mm -hmm. starting from the showing. Um, I'm going to say, here's the pre-approval. It's with a lender that I trust. There's not going to be any issues. This lender has verified everything. We're not going to run into a bump in two weeks where he's like, oops, um, you know, forgot forgot to like (laughs) include this, this debt or something like that. Um, And what else? Oh yeah. We're going to close on time. Yeah. Like that goes a long way. Yep. So, you know, when I submit an offer, I send a summary email. This apparently is not common practice with every agent. In my email, I'm like, here's a summary of my terms, everything. Purchase price, due diligence, earnest money, pre-approved with this lender, giving away all my secrets. Uh-oh, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> the Hannah Flowers playbook. Yeah, anything yeah. special. They're non-contingent or, you know, yeah. or we're giving you a free lease back or anything. Just spell it out and make it so easy. I'm like, hey, listing agent and seller, you're not going to have to do shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're taking it. I actually have a funny story, too. Oh, here um, we go. Like working with Hannah. So we had a, a mutual client that um, basically I didn't want to give him his pre-approval letter until I was 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'd rather not get the deal than tell her everything's all good and then it falls through later. Right. Um, so call it whatever it is. I'm 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 not like just slinging a ton of loans out right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'd rather just do a good job so we get referrals later. Um, but – with that being said, I didn't hear from him from a, for a couple of weeks. And then I saw her and I was like, have you heard from him? And she's like, no. And then I reached back out and I guess something happened where like his, his dog had gotten sick or something like that. Oh no. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, not great. Um, and lost like some money. Like he's like, know, we're going to have to surgery. hold off on the oh, search. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah I'm not explaining yeah. it well, but I gotcha. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, I've got a dog that's had multiple surgeries. Right. So, so it cost him a lot definitely, of money. Yeah. But we reached back out and gave him more lender credits and then he could do it. Mm. Yeah. Tommy figured that out like but, in his credit completely. But, and with that being said though, I, I was scared at the time. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe you just went with another lender. I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, I would have known that and told you. But there was some, like, with the employment verification and, like, little gaps. Like, that was kind of the issue. And then once yeah. that was figured out, then it was, you know, a Green little light. a dog situation. And it was like, well, obviously, you know, that's your funds. Like, that's yeah. important. But it got figured out, and we closed last month. Yeah. And that was that was actually the really young buyer yeah. who, um, you know, VA and just got exactly what he wanted. And that was yeah very special that's awesome because things do happen like it's not all people just going out there being like i want a sectional and it's four grand and i need (laughs) it tomorrow like it there are there are things that happen dog needs surgery you need surgery that like will impact your finances so knowing you guys are there to like work work through those kinks if they happen god forbid but um yeah that's but yeah, that's awesome. what the most important part about that was just the communication because I didn't know and she didn't know. He didn't like really tell either of us yeah. what was going on, and so I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And then obviously, like I'm a dog owner and she is too, yeah. So, yeah. and you are too, so like you understand. You're like, "Okay, like, yeah, you right. Do that's important." Yeah, yeah. yeah. you do yeah, anything yeah. for your dog, but like I was like, I just didn't know. Like, you didn't tell me. Yeah. Um. So and he told me at the closing, he's like, "Wait, I almost resigned my lease." And I was like, "Oh, ooh, good thing we reached back out." I, like, I heard that <laughs> communication. So communication. So when you're looking yes. for a realtor or a loan officer, you want somebody who can communicate yeah i think you also want somebody who knows all the words that you listed that are in that email because you lost me at earnest money everything that you listed after that i was like i don't know what that is but 
that's why I would hire a realtor because I would assume you know what's <laughs> why you'd hire me. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. Uh, Tommy's. I think I'm good on you. I don't know about Tommy yet. I don't know. Just give me some creep vibes. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, uh, I can go out there and find someone creepier. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, we got a couple of them over there. Which, by the way, if you hear a weird noise in the background of this podcast, Primeline is hosting its uh, championship cornhole tournament. So we've had people intermittently coming over by the studio and playing cornhole. So I apologize for that noise. Um, but, you know, that's how loans get done. Um, <laughs> anyways, anything else you guys want to say about today's market other than, you know, people are overhyping it. Don't believe the hype. Yeah, uh, make a plan. Yeah. Like, t- this is why you hire an agent and a lender. Yeah. You know, um, you trust their advice and their expertise, and you need to talk about your long-term and short-term goals. Yeah. Like, is this is this a forever house? Guys, if it's your first-time house, it's not your forever house. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. Literally ever. Yeah. Um, but make that plan and know what, you know, your goals are for the next one, two, five years. Like, I wouldn't really go past five. Mm-hmm. Um because too much can change, but uh, what makes sense for your situation? Like, what fits in your budget? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, a plan is big. That's kind of where I was going with it as yeah. well. But I always say, too, is zoom out. Like, just go look at home prices over time yeah. and how much has changed. People always, oh, 2008. Look at the average <laughs> home price in 2008. It yeah. was like 235, 240, and then it went back down to 208. <laughs> Yeah. We're at like four yeah. forty or something like you that. You temporarily yeah. lost twelve thousand yeah, dollars yeah. in equity, and unless you sold, you didn't lose anything. Right, yeah. it, that's the best <laughs> point of it all. Because yeah. if you didn't, yeah, she's right. If you didn't sell, okay. So let's say your home value went from two forty to two oh eight, but you owed one ninety when it did drop to that amount, and you just kept paying it down. If you're still paying it down now, you, all right. Let's say you only owe a hundred on it, but now that home's worth four forty. Right, you still have that same equity you gained you just yeah. have to kind of write it out it's kind of like the stock market. it is like stocks until you right. until you realize it it's nothing yeah like i don't look at my yep. i don't look at my stocks every day that's depressing <laughs> you know yeah yeah you don't need to check every single day no. what your house is worth no. yeah it's that right. doesn't work like that no. yeah 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 um yeah so okay you've given me a little bit of positivity a little hope to look forward to maybe we'll be in a home we won't have the new sectional uh, but I'll sit on patio furniture in a in a house that I own any day. So but hopefully, maybe, maybe you'll get lender credits for that section. Oh, there we go. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, we can work. Something. Not knowing anything about my financial situation, can you can you Ooh. give me lender credits? Well, you know, is um, your husband a veteran by chance? A veteran of what? <laughs> That's all vet- we need to know. Or a veterinarian. <laughs> no, I did used to. Yeah, I was a I was a vet tech. It's so funny. I tell people I was a vet tech for four years, and I can see them trying to like comprehend what that means and i'm like animals animals it's not military yeah or i used i would say i used to work for a vet and they're like wait what i'm like nope 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 animals nope not military um i do come from a military family so support the troops um there you go yeah i know actually when i started working here i i called my mom because my dad was in the air force both um one of my grandfathers was in the marine corps other one army and i was like do y'all know about va loans and my dad was like dying laughing he was like yes i know about (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay i'm just making sure i'm just looking out for you okay i just want to make sure you're getting a good deal and va loans i'll jump in here are not what they used to be you know i think years ago before i was even in this they took forever to close and they Mm. were not favorable they are not that anymore we've closed va loans in 30 days yeah yep 
Yeah, I mean, my both grandparents have their homes paid off, so unfortunately, I mean, great, but <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, Primeline was unable to help them. But my dad, I did. My dad actually refinanced their house like two months before I started working for Primeline, and I was like, oh man! But rude. he did do a VLO. Rude. Um, yeah, it was it was rude. I was like, so you want to refinance again? But uh, <laughs> so you hate me? Yeah, he's got it. He's in the twos right now, so I don't know that we can sell him on that. You could take a swing, Tommy, if you want. <laughs> Oh, well, you're a tough one, but wait, yeah, you never know. You're also a Yankee, which okay. I don't know if you would appreciate. Okay. <laughs> All right. That sounds like an uphill battle. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? Um, anyways. Wait, let me call him. So speaking of my father, uh, let's talk about crazy clients a little bit. Okay. Okay. So this industry is basically public service for all intents and purposes. Like you're working with anybody who's interested in buying a home. You're going, Hannah, you specifically are going into people's homes to do walkthroughs, that kind of thing. So what's the craziest client story you have? It could be a walkthrough that you did where you saw something crazy or they had like outlandish decor or Tommy, something like unusual in like a financial situation, obviously without listing names. We respect privacy here at Primeline. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, I've had situations where someone has done, like, the full loan process with me and another lender at the same time. <laughs> and that's, like, a brutal conversation. Like, they, we got, like, three days from, like, closing, basically. Or, like, we sent out the, hey, let's schedule closing. And then they call, and they're like, oh, we actually went with somebody else. <sighs> and it's like, what, what do you mean? It's like, like dating. Right, yeah. It's, it was pretty brutal. Um, but I'm trying to think of like other, like really crazy situations in terms of like, I mean, I've seen some funky credit, but (laughs) people finance a lot of like strange stuff, like boat, obviously boats. Boats are usually, yeah. I don't know. Like just the car payments kill me. Car payments. I don't ever want to pay more than like $300 for a car payment. And I see people with $900,000 car payments all the time. And then they're living in a home that's. I don't know, three hundred thousand dollars or something. I'm like, their mortgage you, is the same. Right. <laughs> if you just, yeah. If you just knew that if you didn't have that car, you could afford much more house. And yeah. Just, you know, maybe take a little bit of pride right. away. I don't know. Like, I'm not a car guy. I know I'd car people nice are interesting. Now, I am, and this may have to get edited out, or maybe hopefully he won't listen to it. But <laughs> Brad Lawson, one of our owners, dear, dear, dear friend. <laughs> okay, here we go. Dear friend, um, so Brad, a lot of people may or may not know, Brad doesn't have a car. Um, his fiance Janine, who is a really good friend of mine, does have a car. They live together, obviously, um, living in sin, you guys. Um, but but they live together. Janine has a car. Brad does not have a car. He lives um, in Bryant Park, which is like ten minutes yeah, drive ish from Uptown. Um, he sold his car. He Ubers to work every day. Um, or he'll catch a ride with Janine, but Janine's not an early riser and she will be okay with me saying that publicly. Um, so I don't think she gives him rise often. So he Ubers to work every day. He should day. buy a scooter. Um, well, she tried to buy him an electric bike for Christmas and he was like, no, I'm not going to use it. Wow. Dang. Anyways, here's the whole story though. I said, Brad, I was like, why don't, why did you get rid of your car? They were living uptown, which that made more sense. Cause he could walk now that mm-hmm. they've moved out a little bit. And I was like, why did you get rid of your car? And he was like, well, I just couldn't do like a six, $700 a month car payment. And I was like, well, did you know that lower payments you exist? Don't have to because he he sold he had a Range Rover. He sold his Range Rover. I was like, well, you know, okay. honey, right. you don't have to have a Range Rover. And he was like, nah. <laughs> so well, yeah. Brad Lawson would rather Uber to work every day than 
not drive a Range Rover. Well, I will say that <laughs> might that might that might be cheaper in that sense. Honestly, yeah, so I a mean, seven hundred dollar car payment. You know, may, it, honestly, an Uber in the morning is probably like eight to ten bucks. It's not that crazy when he actually like sat down and did the math with me. And to consider, he gets rides home a lot, or Jane will pick him up from work. Yeah, that's yeah. not that bad. But I just thought that was so funny, just dead face, like, well, I don't want a six to seven hundred dollar car payment. So we don't have to have that. <laughs> Honestly, I would just buy, like... Have you, you heard know. of a Honda Accord, sir? I <laughs> went on Facebook Marketplace. Oh. <laughs> so, so that's my, I don't know, that has nothing to do with this, but we were talking about crazy car payments and, and the stuff Definitely that people show finance. That to Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may cut this, who knows? Hopefully not. No, he'll love it. I've, I've joked with him about that before, but um, yeah, I, people finance like the weirdest stuff, and I think the fun stories are when we hear like, oh, we're two weeks out from closing, and this person went and bought a car or you know opened up Ugh. a new credit card and it could be just like open a new credit card for like to buy a hundred dollars worth of something and it just completely screws the whole process so yeah um that's crazy client behavior hopefully hannah you've got some crazy client stories i don't know i just assume walking through people's houses you got to yeah. see some stuff that you like side eye a little bit it, there's definitely weird stuff but i think it's consistently pretty weird so it doesn't register <laughs> very high you know your weird is just normal for you yeah, yeah like you see so many houses um my my crazy stories are like middle of the road crazy to me um so honestly if i go in a house where like people live there and it's it's not clean and it's not show yeah. ready like i do find that crazy yeah. i'm like you have one job like yeah. <laughs> as a seller you have one job if you have a good listing agent and it's to keep your house show ready um and you get like a notice so just like why why does it look like you just took a bath yeah like 10 minutes before i got here um you know why is the air conditioning not working like just kind of weird stuff like that um crazy i have crazy behavior because again people are not great communicators mm -hmm. So recently I had somebody I was working with. They were in the early stages of looking for a new house. They would sell their other. And we were definitely working together. Like I was sending houses back and forth. Like um, they weren't in a rush, but just kind of looking for their motivation and all these things. And I send one. It was actually just about a week ago. I send one. I'm like, it's not listed yet. Like here's the information. It's coming. I think this could be a really great fit. She's like, oh, this looks great, Hannah. We actually just <laughs> got our offer accepted on a house in this other city this morning. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, but, you know, yeah. and to be fair, like, we had not signed the buyer agency agreement because I'm not pushing people into that. They get, this is, you guys don't deal with this, but they get funny about it when it says, like, hey, you're working with me. Mm. So yeah. it's a formality. We need it for, um, for paperwork purposes, but people feel very pressured if you want them to sign it at the beginning. Sure. Yeah. And we if they get, want to get out of it, they would just get out of it. We anyway. get that too. Like yeah. signing a loan estimate. People are like, oh, wait, yeah. this is going to be my closing cost. It's like, absolutely not. No. That's why it's called an estimate. <laughs> estimate. Right. So, yeah. so, you know, we were like informally working together, but, but, but definitely working together. So when you get that text, it's like, dang, thought that was going to be um, a two a two-in-one for me, like a yeah. sale and a purchase. And a purchase, yeah. Um, and, you know, it doesn't work out. That's okay. It's less frustrating when you have spent less time. Like, I hadn't mm -hmm. put in tons of hours of driving. That's yeah. what really gets me is uh, yeah. when you drive, you know, endless hours at the price of gas right now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. somebody's like, hey, we're actually moving to another state or we're using another agent. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a big thing that I don't think people realize that loan officers and realtors as well, like – you guys don't get paid till the deal closes unless it closes. Yeah. So all yeah. of the stuff that you're doing before it can be up to the the final hour, fourth quarter sports term. Yeah. <laughs> and and if they back out, they back out and you don't get any compensation for right. that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously like if 
<laughs> if you're a person <laughs> who is shopping for a home, you need to, you know, look out for your best interest. But also, I think, be respectful of the yeah. fact that, like, you know, these people are putting in a lot of time and effort yeah. to help you. And if you screw them, like what you were talking, maybe that's a strong word, but if you're working with two, <laughs> then yeah. two weeks before, go, nope. Well, and another thing, too, and I just want to do this real quick. Woo! ASMR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So another thing that's a, and this is just a pet peeve. I don't know if this is anything to do with what we're talking about, but. <laughs> Who cares? Go for it. Yeah, so when I had um, a realtor text me and say, hey, I have a client that wants to make an offer on this property. And I was like, okay, sweet. Uh, send, you know, have them send me, you know, I'll send you over the information for them to just fill out a quick application unless you want me to call them, whatever. Um, and he's like, okay, great. And then they were like, oh yeah, we don't want to like, you know, pull credit and like do all that. <laughs> I was like, but they want to buy an $800,000 house. Mm. Like, well, see, I'm not going to give them a letter yeah. until they do that. And they wanted to wait until they were ready to actually make the offer to fill out the application. It's too late. It's too late. And our, granted, we have really fast turn times, but it's not going to be five <laughs> it's minutes. It's not good for us, though. Yeah. For it's, agents. Yeah. It's not going to be five to ten minutes on a Saturday. Uh-uh. It, yeah. You're not going to get that at least until a weekday because I work on the weekend, but an underwriter doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So when you want an approval and you want it on a Saturday – Go ahead and just try to do that midweek or maybe even on a Monday so that way you have it by the next weekend <laughs> because it's it, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Like Friday evening, oh, hey, oh, no, we'll just fill it out tomorrow. That way we can make our offer by um, Sunday when, they want, <laughs> when they're making their decision. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Well, you're not going to get that house. So. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Ahead and, go ahead and let that one go. It's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And their the time clients, too. I mean, the yeah. The agents, the sellers, the lenders. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Well, that's the crazy client section. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's do a little bit of advice um so this is the part where you know we're going to talk advice not only for buyers which we we kind of already got into so we may go over that but advice for your younger self aka somebody getting into the industry what's the biggest piece of advice you would give a, a new loan officer or a new realtor oh man don't do it <laughs> <laughs> come on hannah no come on no, no, no. or <laughs> Or do it sooner. Yo, Those are literally okay. my two pieces of advice. Don't do it or do it immediately. Yeah. Like, I mean, really. Yeah. Well, would you say on the real estate side, like, would you, like, get your license, like, while you're still at, like, a W-2 job before you just, like, make the mm-hmm. leap or you just go for the leap? Like, is... I feel like for a lot of people it makes sense to stay at your job mm-hmm. while you build up real estate. But that's a chicken or egg thing. It's, like, yeah. it's really hard to build your business. <laughs> right. When you're not available for about not 40 hours a week. Focusing on it, yeah. Yeah, because um, it requires so, so much. Um, yeah. I I did, like, cold turkey. I quit my job and went mm-hmm. full in because I knew I needed to. I'd had enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. I can't, like, mentally yeah. do much more. Um, but that had its own challenges. How long before you feel like you got really kind of ramped up? Oh, my gosh, you se. guys. I got into it, like, March 1st of 2021, and I closed my first deal in May, and it was a disaster. <laughs> not not for me, the client. Um, Oof. It was, <laughs> Thank God. You know what? I did have a crazy story. What the heck am I talking about? That's okay. Let's, you can right, yeah. let's go. Now, we'll let we'll it rip. We'll go back. We'll go back. Yeah. Um, no, this guy. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to tell it now, or do you want me to, like... No, no. You tell it now. Yeah, go. no. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was buying um, from the other side of the country, so he relied on me pretty heavily, and mm-hmm. I did know this guy before. 
he relied on me pretty heavily to um, see homes and give him feedback, give him a lot of data. Um, and I was able to do that, but you learn so much. Like every month I feel like you're in real estate that even now I'm like, shoot, I know so much more now than I did in, in March. Yeah, well. So at the very beginning, it was like I was doing my very best, but that's that's all you know to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so all you can do. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, we get through this and we find a house in a really great neighborhood in South Charlotte. And um, I do some work and I'm like, it was multiple offers because of course it was. Like it was under $500,000, you know, three or four bed. In South Charlotte. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Very desirable area, desirable lot, neighborhood, everything. So we go over asking, and we go in. I'll give you the price point was like four fifty, I believe, mm-hmm. okay. and due diligence was ten thousand. Okay. And that's really not crazy. Um, that's strong. Yeah. But it's not. It's not insane. No. no. At all. Um, and we we did that. Got the offer accepted. Everything was smooth, and he was a cash buyer. Oh yeah. So it was going to close quickly. Every single day was something new. Um, then he's like, well, I really want to see the house before I turn over the due diligence money. I was like, dude. And he bought a house in North Carolina. He would bought a house in many other states before. So something I learned was like, hey, even if someone's done this before, you explain it like it's their first time. Yeah, sure. Like they don't, they don't remember everything. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, well, I'm not going to give him a $10,000 check without having seen the house. And I'm like, okay, the day we, the minute we went under contract, that money was really due to the yeah, seller. Yeah, the seller, the seller was an elderly woman. Um, so that's not a great position to be in to look like you're possibly taking advantage of an older woman, you know? Right. She was a widow. Sheesh. It was just not great. So Also, did he not consider that before the no, whole, like, I'm going to have you shop out houses for me, but yeah. I'm going to wait till we're, yeah. Really, uh, really very smart guy. So this was like very shocking to hear. And he's like, he's like, I did my own research. I got on Redfin and did this spreadsheet <laughs> oh thing. Yeah, 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 that's right. People get on Redfin. Check out Zillow for your estimates. Those I are know how to use Google. Those are accurate. And Come he, to Tommy with your <laughs> Zillow estimate. Oh yeah, no. he I says, love those. He says we're overpaying by ten thousand dollars, and I'm like, okay, that's possible. It's possible. Like the comps. I mean, he's paying yeah. cash. Like we don't have to worry about your price. Like yeah, it's possible you're overpaying by ten thousand dollars, but um, you know that's for this moment, like not over time. Yeah. And he says, unless they agree to drop the price by $10,000, I'm not giving them the due diligence. And I was like, okay, they'll sue you. They will sue you. Um, The due diligence was due the second you signed the contract. By some miracle, like I called the listing agent. (laughs) I don't know if I was supposed to do this, but I was like, this is my first deal and I'm freaking (laughs) out. (laughs) I was like, this guy is doing crap that I'm having to go to my broker and be like, how do I handle this? Like, this is scary. I don't want to do anything illegal. I want to right. represent my client, but I also want to get this deal done and, you know, treat everyone fairly. The deal actually did get done, um, barely. We waived inspections, and by the time <laughs> by the time we got to it, he made it so apparent he didn't need me, you know, in yeah. quotes, that he didn't need me. But oh I was like, all right, God. you go to closing yourself. I have a wedding to go to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave early. <laughs> and that day, I mean, seriously, you know, I'm yes. like, like, treat me right. <laughs> know your worth. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, you made it so obviously you could have done this alone that I'm going to let you do it alone. Uh, you can sign yourself. Yeah. You read it. You figure it out. You yeah. make sure it's all. Yeah. So that day, the day before closing, he was like, um, I just noticed the seller was a widow. Did her husband die in this house? Because that's very important to me. Oh, my God. Oh, and I was like, Lord. I was like, well, that's not a material fact in North Carolina. Right. That wouldn't need to be disclosed in, in other states. It Natural be- causes, right? Is it? Did yeah. Well, actually, I don't. I don't think you even have to disclose if it was not natural causes in North Carolina. Right. Huh. Okay. It'd be a nice thing to do, maybe. But like, yeah. I don't <laughs> believe you have to. Interesting. Okay. So I was like, um, 
you know. I mean, good. To, okay, yeah, good well, to know. Right. I'm just <laughs> taking notes. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yep. You know, <laughs> no, the husband did not actually die in the house. Um, so he's like, I'm not going to pull out a deal, but it's very important to me. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> what would you do then? Um, you scared a ghost. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the day of closing, he's like, like, how would you have gotten the keys to me if, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, I would have worked it out, but you clearly didn't need me. Like you, you made it obvious. And even to the end, I was, I was nice and I, I did gifts and I like yeah. went above and beyond and tried to do all these great things. And yeah, the deal did get done, but it was touch and go. Man. Rewind to my first you know, March wow. 2021 to December 2021, I closed one deal. Yeah. And once I was in real estate, everybody was like, yeah, the typical is to close like two or three your first year. I was like, why did nobody tell me that? Yeah. Like, that's no money. Yeah. Um. So now at this point, January 2022 to whatever, we're in July, August, I've closed like 15. Hell yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Billboard. Congratulations. Yeah. That billboard. That billboard's doing, doing work. work. No, that's awesome. Maybe you just had to pay your dues on that first one, you know? Apparently, I've not had anything that was nearly that hard. That is so funny. You really set the bar. So, you know, that's the craziest client you've had since then. And, and you, you said you've spoken to him. Yeah. That's the only truly, I would say, wild client that I've had. There's been funny situations. That's been like the truly just traumatic one. <laughs> and, you know, months later... We connected again after I had had some time to recover because I'm not kidding. It was traumatic. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you were right about everything. I was wrong. I was an asshole. I'm sorry. And, you know, I have a ton of equity to show for it. And this has been a great house for what, for my yeah. family. Well, good for, I mean, good for him, honestly, yeah. for like admitting that. Yeah. And, and, you know, he didn't have to come back and tell you that. No. Like, so. Yeah. That's why you believe your real estate agent first. Yeah. Always listen to them. Well, he, I think he believes in curses, too, if he's really <laughs> that concerned about the guy dying. In the yeah, house. I kind of want to talk more about that. I guess you, so you don't have to legally disclose in North no. Carolina if there has been a, a there's no. been a murder in the home. <laughs> murder. Well, my husband and I, like, exclusively live in older homes, so that's, you know, I don't want to know. So for me, when he said yeah. that, I was like, dude, we're in the South. Like get, everyone's died in every house. Come on, and man. The South is a battleground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I live on the Catawba River. Yeah. I yeah. personally don't want to know like what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Wilmington, so my parents were doing some landscaping, like big landscaping work in their yard a few years ago, and they dug up um, multiple tombstones. Oh wow. Um, yeah. We live adjacent to an old plantation and so they stopped and like the historic society always comes out and and checks it out but my mom somewhat superstitious not really but um a little stitious just a little stitious um she was like i'm not moving these tombstones so they're up in our our backyard kind of like in the back (laughs) tucked behind the bushes she's like i'm gonna leave them where they're at but yeah everything's haunted yeah hopefully yeah goth courtney wants everything to be haunted (laughs) Uh, my husband's family lives in a home in Wilmington that was built in the late 1800s. Wow. Um, and Definitely haunted. Yes. They have like a, a third bedroom that was actually like uh, the help, quarters for the help. Um, and I like refused to like walk back there. Wow. Like, no, 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 no. And they have it decorated with a, like a rocking horse. I was like, did you have to buy the creepiest accessory for the creepiest room? Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah, it's a lot. So. Crazy clients, that's my favorite part of the job. Since I don't deal with them, I like to hear the stories uh, from you guys. Um, and we were we were kind of on advice, so we'll, we'll bump back to advice. So advice, know your worth. I don't even remember where we were at. Advice. You uh, said... Oh, advice to our younger self, right. Younger self or, or new, new. You said don't get it at all, 
or get in it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> which is like it sounds funny, but it's true. Yeah. Um. One, don't get into it if you think it's going to be easy for any reason. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's flexible in some ways. It's also really not flexible in a lot of other ways. Yeah. There is no stability <laughs> in terms of a paycheck. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. There's no paid time off. There's no holidays. There's no health insurance. Like I'm giving all the negatives, but this is a huge. Part. It's like, the reality I'm of a, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a realist, and like it's not all selling sunset. Oh mm. no, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. It's you know there is competition. The competition part doesn't really phase me a whole lot because like people are going to work with you if your personalities mesh, mm-hmm. and if they have a referral from a friend or family, like that carries a ton of weight. Um, but it just takes a long time to get going, and like I said, a year and a half in, I'm starting to see mm-hmm. like some of that stability, but. Seasoned agents have told me it's two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, totally could see that. Um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about. I mean, that was a, just a baller answer. Yeah. Maybe you that's. Know? Yeah. You that's, just blew me over. That yeah, was it. Yep. Exactly. You know, like, she's not, I mean, she's not worried about it. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's like, good. What I was going to say is it, it's the social media aspect of the industry right. that we're in that you see, especially real estate agents, less so loan officers, but becoming more so. Yep. Um, yeah. It's all flashy cars and oh, three yeah. piece suits and stuff. And people don't realize the work. A lot of that in Charlotte too. There's a lot of agents sure, that yeah. that's their um, brand. Yeah. yeah. And it's not mine. You know, I have clients or people that are like, Hey, I'm thinking of getting into real estate or, you know, asking me questions. I'm like, I will tell you the straight up truth. I'll tell you my experience. I'll tell you I closed one home in nine months. I'll I love tell that. you like the hard stuff because like this is not for the weak. Right. You know, and I'm not the strongest person out there, but like it's taught me a ton. Yeah. But ton. you'll probably be in it longer. Like, you know, you might see some agents come on that are like, you know, you know, bright stars, but right. going to fade away. Yeah. You're going to stay in it longer if you have a more realistic expectation of it. Yeah. Now, that being said, I have heard there's going to be a selling Charlotte. So will you be applying? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, a little audition. I really don't think they. I don't think they want me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get some Gucci sunglasses, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Tommy, advice for loan officers, any young loan officers, or your younger self before you got into. Um, younger self would be um, definitely be like it would have been jumping a little bit harder and as well as be a little bit more prepared. So, like, I think the way I did it was correct. It was just kind of bad timing. Like, I got in when there was uh, a hike in pricing and everything. Um, but do you, mean, do you mean rates? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm almost out. It's fine. We're closing. So, yeah, so here's the thing. Like, um, like if, if, if Primeline was around when I'd got into it and I'd heard about it, I probably would have come to somewhere like this. Um, but at the same time, you have to go all in. You can't, like, just kind of dip your toes in. Mm-hmm. You have to jump, like, directly in and go just just get after it as soon as you possibly can. Um, I think you have to be really comfortable with promoting yourself, especially now that's yeah. something we didn't really talk about. But during the refi boom, obviously, it was a lot easier for stuff to come to you. Yeah. And so I think a lot of our brokers are finding now that, like, you really have to be a self-advocate to get business now. Like, you've got to yeah. be comfortable saying, hey, I'm really good at what I do, and you should work with me. If you're not comfortable and don't have that kind of confidence, you're going to have a hard time. So that's – no, that's a great point. So that's exactly, like – I, when I first got in, I didn't know anything, but I was very transparent about that. Mm-hmm. And other people that got in around the same time as me, they just went in bull rushed and, you know, tried to put as many loans in as possible. But they were falling out and they are getting really frustrated later on. 
and be like, man, I locked three loans today. I locked four loans today, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, ah, oh, man, I locked like one in two days. Kind of feeling bad about myself a little bit. But all my loans were closing. Yeah, sticky. But all my, all my loans were closing, mm-hmm. and I would see the frustration on the other side and, like, the processing teams of wherever I was getting <laughs> mad at these people. And I was like, I never want to be that guy. And I still don't want to be that guy. And now that it has gotten a little tougher again, I think that kind of separates me a little bit because um, now – I have the strength of that experience, but at the same time, I'm still not going to put in any like crappy loans. I don't want mean to say it like that, but yeah. like I'm sure about it before I put it in. I'm not just going to throw a pre-approval to somebody unless I'm 100% sure that it's actually going to work out. So now that I can, I have that confidence that I've built up over time. Now I feel confident promoting myself and explaining it to other people where before I didn't have that. So I guess advice to my younger self i probably would have gotten in a little bit earlier yeah just so i'd have more time under my belt fail quicker i know that's like a fernando quote but he's right like anything that you can do to accelerate the failures yeah because that's just going to make you learn faster and be better yeah jump in and don't be afraid to screw up like that's what makes you confident down the line because you're like, oh, I've screwed that up once yeah. before. Now I've I know how all. to do it. Yeah, And I can give all. advice to other people, too, that haven't been in it for as long. They'll say, you know, a lot of people ask me questions like, hey, how do I do it? And that helps my confidence as well, too, where I can help other people out, even though, like, I'm not, like, top performer. Even here, like, I'm not, like, on the top three list ever. But at the same time, like, I've been in it long enough that, you know, there's that trust there that I do know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I try to like bring across to the customer as well. And I try to explain, sometimes it feels like I'm over explaining or it might take a really long time and you're kind of building trust from both sides. Cause if you're like, you don't feel like they're in or they're really listening to you. Yeah. Um, you're like, okay, well I'm not going to sit here and waste my time either. Right. Uh, cause it's valuable. I got other people. Yeah. I could waiting. call somebody else and yeah. do this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Other people waiting to, you know, buy a house. Um, so yeah, it, that's, that would be my advice is just. So probably, both of you probably getting earlier. Very similar, <laughs> yeah. Jump in feet first, kind of go for it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Yeah. And provide value. Value. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah. I think 100%. you both have kind of discussed like numbers. Again, in this industry, you hear all about numbers and top performers, and and those are important. And I'm not saying that those people haven't done the work and and aren't successful, but um, your people that are in it for a long time are quality over quantity. But I've seen too from being in it for a while. I've seen people come in swinging mm-hmm. every single year I've been in it and then fizzle out. And yeah. I, I don't want to do that. Like, the burnout right, exactly. must be. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather Sustainability. make a, a good living, have good clients, work a normal amount. Like I don't need to make half a million dollars a year. It's yeah. Cool it would be great if I did, but like not if it costs me a hundred hours a week. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're good with no Lambos, not being on Selling Sunset. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can certainly have a comfortable living and a good like work-life balance-ish. I don't know if that is a true thing and yeah, like what ish. you guys do, but ish. yeah, without, you know, having to sling them in there. Again, there's, there's merits to both, but I agree. I think coming in, failing fast, learning quickly, and then providing value and quality services to people is what's going to have you in this industry longer. And I don't yeah. know anything about that because I'm not a loan officer or a realtor, but that's just a layman's perspective. Well, you can put up a tent faster than a brick house. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 One will blow over in the wind. I love that. So you're a brick house is what you're saying. <laughs> 
I'm saying there's a foundation. <laughs> Look, I don't know if my editing skills are good enough, but you I will edit in brick house. <laughs> brick. When I was younger, I was like, house. what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Tommy is a brick house. T-shirt's coming soon. With, with three C's. B-R-I-C-C. It's B-R-I-C-C. Yeah. I love it. Oh, my gosh. That's some marketing for you. Um, so I think that's all excellent advice for either your younger selves. Obviously, your younger selves can't take advantage of it. But there are plenty of people out there who see this industry and want to get involved and have no idea how or what they should do. So um, I love that advice for people. Um, we've been pretty serious for the last little bit. Um, we're going to close it out with a little bit of fun. What I hope is fun. Uh, we're going to play a game. Let's go. All right. So the game is who is more likely to, um, so I'm going to read out a scenario for you guys. I think there's 10 of them. Yeah. 10. And I want to know who you think of the two of you is more likely to do that scenario. So just say the name of the person who's more likely. Got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. Ready? Let's go. <laughs> All right. First one. Who is more likely to drop a client? I'm going to go Tommy. I was going to say me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy don't take none of that bullshit. <laughs> he ain't got time. It also might just be a loan thing too. Like, yeah. 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 I don't. Have you dropped a client before, Hannah? Have I? Um, the first the first person, like, I said I wouldn't work with them again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you just, just ripped of... that Band-Aid off. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, at least you apologize. I, I, I've I still... had to tell a person, like, hey, I'm – well, I usually – so I frame it, like, a way – in a way. Yeah. And, like, I'm – well, I mean this, too. It's not like I'm just framing it this way. But – I say it is like, hey, I'm not going to waste my team's time yeah. on someone that's not serious. So that's yeah. it. That's you can't help everybody. Nope. You're not the right fit for everybody, no. and that's okay. Right. So second scenario, who is more likely to be drunk when a client calls after five? I'm going to say Tommy. Is that bad? <laughs> no, no it probably, it's probably not wrong. Uh, no, that's no, that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, Prime Line's working hours are until 6.30 p.m., oh. and we do have a keg in-house. So, yeah, yeah I think... Taps, yeah. Yeah, we've got taps. But also, like, I'm willing... Like, if it's an easy question or if it's just, like, the first contact, like, yeah, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, no, he'll still I'm, answer it. I'm yeah. going to take the call and be like, yeah, let's set it up a call for tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to schedule. Like, I can schedule a call, <laughs> all right? That's not that hard. Now, my <laughs> second part of this question, which is not listed, but who's more likely to be drunk when a client calls? Like, scratch the after mm-hmm. five part. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. That's, that's not even any fair. Any time of the day. Any time oh of the day. Gosh. I'm just kidding. Um, on the weekend? Yeah. I mean, oh. you guys work all the time. Yeah. You if, know, I, if I get a non urgent text yeah. on the weekend or really at any time, I'll either, I'll probably respond quickly and be like, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. acknowledge yeah. it and yeah. be like, you know, if it's not urgent, like, we do have a life too. Yeah. You got to get your drink on. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I think that's fine. It just yeah, simple answer. I love that. Uh, number three, who is more likely to get in a fight with a listing agent? Ooh. <laughs> Why do I feel like they're all gonna be me? I feel like this, <laughs> I... <laughs> Hannah's just too sweet. Hmm. I you don't know. I mean, she she can be fiery. Yeah. Would I get in a fight with a listing agent? I would get in a fight with a listing agent, but I would probably try not to if I thought our offer yeah, was on the right. line. Yeah. So that's it's the difference. Still that's me. a okay. It's, that's a gold star answer right there. It's probably still me. And here's the thing: I actually have a situation where I had a closing that I called the listing agent and I said, "Hey, does everything look cool on this closing disclosure?" A week before closing, mm-hmm. um, and then the 
day before at about 4 p.m. They're like, hey, this doesn't look right. Uh, we'll just push closing back. And the, the <laughs> lock was about to expire the next day during closing. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. So I left them a voice. But I was like, no, you went yeah. over it. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. I yeah. wish they would have picked up the phone because I just wanted to explain to them that that's not common practice. You can't just <laughs> not answer my voicemail and say we're not closing. And then we're not closing, yeah. Do you want to pay for the extension? Go for mm-hmm. it. I want everybody <laughs> who I hire to fight for me on the phone with other people. So I think that's a positive. I don't yeah. look at it as a negative. Okay. Um, within, you know, respectability, right. fight. Um, who is more likely to – oh, this is – a really interesting one. Who is more likely to become an Instagram influencer? I think Hannah. I don't follow you on Instagram. I need to follow you. Yeah. So it's not personal. And my whole feed is just like dogs and tattoos and <laughs> food. So don't, don't. <laughs> I try to keep the real estate. I post a lot of dogs. Yeah, oh, I was going to okay. say she has her dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I, Tommy, Tommy has his dog. Yeah. Now, so, I mean, I know Tommy. We need to talk about it. If you follow Primeline on Instagram, you've seen Tommy's beautiful face. Tommy does some of our best content. We can always be like, what are we going to post today? And then we're like, oh, thank God Tommy came up with something. That's why I would say maybe Tommy because he's like, he puts a ton of content out and like puts a lot into editing. Yeah. So I guess what are the, you know, there's different categories of influencing. That is true. How many followers do you guys, do you know how many followers you have? On my purse, on my. I was gonna say my, you're professional. Let's my, stick with professional. On my business, it's like a little over a thousand. Because I remember okay. when I hit a thousand, I was like, oh. oh. Let's go. What about you, Tommy? Do you I know? I think it's like almost nine hundred. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because so I'm Hannah. like, I want a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's yeah. also a pretty girl, so sorry, buddy. Oh no, I, yeah, of course. You gotta <laughs> plays into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can only be so funny. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interest rates can only be so oh, entertaining. Yeah, oh, I'm go. out of drink, so. Oh boy. Um, all right, next. Who is more likely to accidentally cuss when speaking to a client? Me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on a recorded line, so I typically... <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm very good when I'm on the phone when I'm not, not about that, so... Yeah. I, I try to be very careful. Sometimes it slips out. Yeah. But if it, if it can't slip out, it won't. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like my mind knows when I don't need to be on that. Yeah. On that I'm a, like I said, I wanted this podcast to be R-rated, so I would rather you, you curse at me. So that's a gold star answer again for this interview. <laughs> so who is more likely to invite a client to their house for dinner? I'm going with Hannah. Just because your house is nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want anyone over. I'd probably, I'd probably, inv- I would say invite a client out for drinks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I tell me, yeah, I yeah. can see that. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Safer. That's even. <laughs> I also don't like people being like assaulted by my my animals, and I feel like people yeah. get annoyed. So I'm like, let's just you're not gonna enjoy the dinner. Yeah, let's just go out for drinks. Yeah, we don't have people over. I'm like, oh no yeah. no no, we have two giant dogs. Sorry, you can't yeah. come over. Like you're gonna be miserable. Yeah, I get that. And I will be miserable. Yeah, who is more likely to be on a reality TV show? Oh man, that's tough. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like it's me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think it's Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. It's yeah. Tommy. I think yeah. it is. It's Tommy. I yeah. can be a little bit dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll That's be coming true. out with a That's second true. podcast <laughs> that you have to pay for. <laughs> with Tommy the Drama Queen. Yeah. Um, who is more oh, yeah. likely to stalk a client on Facebook? This is stalk a client on Facebook, but nobody's using Facebook. Who's more likely to stalk a client on social media? I stalk everybody. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't do that that much. No. 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 Yeah. Really. Not, well, not, you're not no. a woman, so you don't have to. Yeah, yeah you're not as, especially right. you. Yeah, like working yeah, so closely to, like, and going to go into a house with them. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Um, and God, what safety. a sad world that we live in. That that's the conversation. But um, I just stalk everybody on yeah. on social media. It's all equal. Client, For no, not, yeah, yeah. Matter. 
Yeah, not a client. I mean, maybe real estate agents that I'm going to work with. <laughs> because, well, no. And Tommy is single, ladies. So <laughs> if you are interesting, we'll be uh, providing his information in the comments. Yeah, sure. Swipe up. <laughs> Swipe up. Slide in. Slide in. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe up, slide in. <laughs> all of it. Get a pre-approval later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. He works all hours. Um, all right. <laughs> Most likely to lay on a bed at an open house. Me. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't go to open houses. So. I, I mean, can't sometimes. resist. Yeah, yeah. A soft, a soft. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a dog. You gotta get on that couch. I uh, I pets it for one of our owners, and they have one of those cloud couches. Oh. And every time I go over there, I'm just like, oh. and they have cameras. I don't care. No, like, yeah. I love what's that. up, guys? Um, all right, last one. And this one's like warm and fuzzy, but uh, who is more likely to give part of your commission to save a deal? I generally don't believe in that. I'm not saying never. Yeah. So not saying me. never, but <laughs> so like, but you know, yeah, know your worth. Yeah, good job. I sometimes <laughs> I feel like in this raid environment, <laughs> um, I'll Photoshop some beer in this. I kind of have to. I mean, I had an employee that worked for one of the major banks, and we still beat the pricing because I cut my comp. But um, and then at the end of the deal, they're like, "Well, I hope you made some money on this." <laughs> well, that's a funny way of telling me at the end and not the beginning. <laughs> I would have loved if you said that at the beginning, like, "Oh, I'll pay a little bit more so you make more." Yeah, yeah. that's didn't awesome. Ha- didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I know with realtors, it's it's obviously a little bit different when you're talking to a broker. It's not you guys certainly work hard for your clients, but it is the financial portion of it, so it is a little bit like yeah, more wiggle room. Well, also. It goes along the same lines of what we, our whole theme that why we're so similar is that I want them to have a good experience so that they tell their friends yeah. and yeah. that I can build my referral network because at the end of the day, it's about sustainability, laying the bricks down, you know, really just <laughs> that brick house. You know, getting the masonry work going. <laughs> the Tommy Hornbuckle brick house method. It, the things, you know, it's not going to build itself. You know? <laughs> Body by brick house. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm never gonna <laughs> let's go. Never gonna let this go. Um, yeah, and again, Hannah, I, previous episode, realtor said the same thing. Like they make it a habit of not doing that because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a never, but it's like I'm not asking my clients at any point to give me some of their paycheck. I think and that's Nick's answer. Who yeah, the previous episode, he's like, when someone asks if I can reduce my commission, I say, yeah. Can you give me part of your paycheck? Yeah. Well, until we find a house, the answer yeah. is no. Yeah. And again, that goes back to you guys don't get paid unless you close. So back to, hey, I'm not going to, it could be a couple months of working with these people and you're not making anything for it. Yeah, we do our very best to honestly micromanage every part of the process, but we are not responsible for every single thing that happens. Right. And if it's out of our hands, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't take the. Like, it's it's hard for us too. Like, we, it's it's hard for us. So, you know. Yeah. If you're willing to walk away from a deal over, like, not very much money, uh, yeah like i question your intentions yeah 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 there you go stand your ground all right guys this has been a ton of fun um anything else that you you know just need to get off your chest before we do the dropping the handles all that fun stuff Mm, i don't know no i feel like maybe but i don't know i can't think of it right off the top of my head don't don't listen to the media that much don't listen that would be like that would sum it up for me you know don't get your um advice from name a network yeah it doesn't even matter yeah an instagram post that has like two sentences as the caption (laughs) about the housing market no don't get it from somebody on facebook like right and okay i'll i'll say this 
final note, maybe. Um, you can live in a house. You can't live in an interest rate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Drink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. All right. That's pretty good. So uh, let's tell these lovely people where they can find you. So usually I like to say give your Instagram handle and then also give your, your real people information where clients, whatever. I mean, Insta- I mean, this partnership was made from sliding in a DM. So Instagram's as good as an email or phone number. But where can the people find you, Tommy? My Instagram is now Tommy underscore Hornbuckle. That's it. All right. Okay. Yeah. I am Realtor Hannah Flowers. Realtor Hannah Flowers. And then we'll put all their information in the comments. Um, So if you guys are looking for a loan officer, Realtor, you listen to Hannah and Tommy, you like what they had to say, you like their vibes, you want a brick house behind you, uh, reach out. Again, like I said, fire emoji. But um, that is it for us for this time. Thank you guys again for coming. Um, Thank you for listening. And again, this has been the Talk Mortgage to Me podcast. I am your host, Courtney Patterson. Wait, I do this every time. Hannah's probably hoping I forgot about it. We're going to end every podcast with a big old smooch. I branded the hell out of this podcast with these lips. When I say I, I didn't, but somebody did. Uh, And so we're going to, you know, give us your biggest, and I have to do it too, so don't worry, but just your, your best, like, smooch. Yeah, Tom, you want to go first? Yeah. I got to do it too? Yeah, you have to do it. Yes. Oh, very delicate. Very small, yeah. Very delicate. Not very brick house of you. That was a peck. That yeah. was, yeah. You want to give it another go, Tommy? I mean, I, let me get a little sip of it. Okay. <laughs> Hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. Lubricate. Let the people know what you're about. Oh, that was wow. That was yeah, better. that was better. Hannah, let's go for it. Hold on. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I need to. Oh. That was way better than mine. Wow. <laughs> That's like sound bite level. Like, yeah. I'm going to clip that and use that. All right, now I close out. So, again, I am your host, Courtney Patterson. This has been the Talk Mortgage to Me podcast. Here's my smooch. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks.